0: about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making.
1: Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice.
0: Welcome to season two of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Tanya Johnson. Tanya Johnson is from and currently resides in Houston, Texas. She has lived in diverse communities across the United States, like San Ramon, California, Baltimore, Maryland, and Houston, Texas. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology and has 23 years of human resources experience, including 14 years of human capital consulting for big four firms across various industries. Tanya has seen firsthand the effects of having excellent credit versus poor credit. She understands having excellent credit is vital to your financial portfolio. Ms. Johnson has made it her mission to create financially stable leaders empowered to achieve their greatest financial potential. Tanya helps consumers take back their power through credit restoration to build generational wealth and protect their families.
1: Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Tanya Johnson.
0: Okay, so Tanya, I read your bio and I love your mission to create financially stable leaders who are empowered to achieve their greatest financial potential. So kudos to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so Tanya, I'd like to thank you for taking time to be a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm happy to be here today.
0: Thank you. Yes, I'm excited as well. Okay, so now let's talk about leadership. Sure. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you
1: agree, Tanya? I do. I totally agree with that statement. And can you tell me just a little bit of why? So here's what I've learned. Not only do I have my own business, but I used to be in corporate America for 20 plus years in human resources. And so throughout that time, I've seen people who are truly strong leaders, but they don't know their worth. And so when they don't know their worth, they don't stand up. And begin to lead. And then part of that is they never really had anyone that had their back to coach them, to mentor them, to let them know, Hey, you, you would be a good leader. I see the potential in you. And then there are those who they did get the mentorship and the backing. And I would say their own fans, but they let fear take over from stepping up and realizing the true potential of them being a leader. So I I would say most people that I talk to even now in credit repair business, every person that I listen to in some form or fashion, they're a leader, especially what it is that they're passionate about. They would be able to lead It's just having that nurturing two parts, having nurturing someone to nurture you, to mentor you, to guide you, but then inside themselves. Knowing their worth, knowing that they truly are a leader, and then utilizing that mentor, getting that coaching and that training to be an awesome leader.
0: Okay. Yes, I totally agree with you. Many people don't see their leadership capabilities or know their worth and then they don't have people to bring it out of them, you know, or they haven't tapped into their passion to kind of find out what drives them, which will then fuel them forward into their leadership journey. So thank you for all of that. Okay. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to that realization?
1: So, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think how many years ago this was. Several years ago, probably in the late 1990s. So don't, don't, try, to figure, don't try to figure out my age, Nicole. <laughs> I worked for a HR outsourcing firm. And when I started there, I started out in recruiting. We were actually a big client at the time. And something happened with the recruiting department. And so I moved over. Basically, two managers came to me and say, "Hey, they were fighting over me. I want you on my team." So one of the managers was actually a director. She was over Employer relations, and she told me, "I want you on my team." And I moved over to her team. But even before that, she warned me what was going to happen and told me not to be afraid. And so after I moved over to her team, she sat me down and say, "Look." I want you to manage this team here and it was a team of three people and I just sat there. I was in shock. And she she just told me, look, I see your potential. I've seen your hard work. I want you to manage this team. And it was leave of absences. So if anybody out there, uh, the podcast listeners, if you are in corporate America and you know you may have or anyone else has had to take a leave of absence, we were the people who would actually manage that leave of absence for those employees. And so by her coaching me and believing in me, I began to believe in myself as a leader. And I actually grew my team from a team of three to a team of 20 people in my own department. So that was the very first time that I realized that I truly was a leader. And so I used that in my other positions that I had. And it's just, you know, now I would say December, 2016, I was able to take that even further and start my own business. So that was the very first time that I realized, Nicole, that I was a leader and it probably wouldn't have happened had that director actually sat me down and spoke to me and and really gave me some honest feedback and what she saw in me.
0: Okay, well thanks for her and that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> From three to 20 people, I am yes. like, yes, amazing, good job. <laughs> Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Tanya, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why?
1: Yes, so all of the leaders that I actually follow, that I've actually worked with, and one in particular at another HR outsourcing firm, he challenged me with questions about being a leader and helping me to understand what's the difference between a leader and a manager. And I would say the biggest takeaway for that is of course, being a leader is not being a micromanager and it's not you're not in the business of managing people. You're in the business of influencing. So how do you influence? How do you influence your team to do better? How do you influence your team to be able to follow you? And I've used that. It's leading by example. So for us that are truly leaders, it's okay to tell people what to do, but people want to actually see you do it. And so when they see that you are leading by example, that you're actually in the trenches with them and you're, you know, heading that march up and you're leading them, they follow you. So that's my biggest takeaway. Lead by example. It's not just about what I say, it's about what I do.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And I totally agree from having raised one child to having a four-year-old, you know, that the Mm -hmm. just do what I say and not as I do is a myth. You know, people do what you do. Exactly. So it's important to have, to do what you expect others to do. Right. Yeah. Be the change you want to see, how they say. Okay. All right. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. Mm -hmm. But Tanya, can you share your view on failure and what it means
1: to you? I agree with you, uh, Nicole. I don't look at it as failures. I look at them as lessons and opportunity, opportunity to do better. I would say, Before I started my own business, I would always see these sayings about success is, you know, failure, failure, failure. You keep getting up and you try over again and you, you know, you start succeeding. And I didn't really believe that (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, well, if I keep failing, I'm not succeeding. And so getting into my own business, I truly understand that. Just taking one piece of it where I'll tell you where I failed. When I started my own business, I didn't have a mentor. I felt like I could do every single thing myself. And that was from marketing to running the business, down to the details, looking at the numbers, looking at my finance, like every single thing. I'll just do it all myself. If it was something I needed to create, like I built my own website and not taking the time to understand, to get a mentor. Number one is where I failed in the beginning and a coach. And even just thinking to me in my own mind, failing was me thinking I could do all of this by myself because you can't. You can't do every possible single thing by yourself. And you have to admit when you need help and speak up and say, I need help. So, yes, I would say even those little things where some people, what I just stated, some people think that's not failing. Yes, it is, because I. Trying to do it my everything myself, started falling behind on planning and doing, keeping up the operations, right? Because I'm trying to be a one man show. You don't succeed being a one man show. You succeed when you have a team where you're working together. So while some people think that's not a failure, to me that was failure, and it's a it was a good lesson that I learned, and and now I speak up and say I need help. And it's not bad, though I recognize that and know that I need to change. And now I have, I have three coaches. And so they push me in certain areas. And even if I'm having a bad day, I would say, and I can talk to my coach, and they give me a different perspective on it or a different take on it. That, that's not necessarily failure, but it's a growth process, and it's a lesson for me. That's kind of the way I look at failing.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. Yes, I totally agree with you as far as failing being lessons and opportunities and that definitely on the entrepreneur journey, you have to admit when you need help. You have to realize that you can't do it all on your own and you have to seek help and accept help. So I agree with all of those. Now you said you had three coaches. Can you just give us, if you don't mind sharing what kind of coaches you have just for people that may be interested in getting a coach and wondering what kind of coach they should be looking for?
1: <laughs> yes. So my first coach, her name is Rosemary Noni Knight. She's a, a spiritual coach. So she, she helps on the spiritual side. You don't have to be religious. This is really tapping into our internal, like our internal thoughts, what's going on with us internally. So knowing It's just like kind of what we stated in the beginning with people not knowing their words and not, you know, stepping up because of fear. She works with us to figure out what our fears are, but then to tackle those fears. And then she's always speaking life into us. So we watch what we say. We take every thought captive, any negative thoughts, we replace that with a positive one. And just for us to understand that God God brought us into this world to be awesome. And so we should be awesome. We should be fulfilling our passion. And so that's the spiritual side of it, just the internal workings for each person. You know, it's, it's like mind over matter. So she gets to the heart of that. I have two other coaches that when I say three is the two other coaches that works side by side and they're on the business side of the house. So they actually, uh, is Joelle Nwoké and lovely Rowe. We are in a group called she speaks now. And so I'm actually in the coaching uh, group part of that. And what they do is they sit down with each person that's in the coaching group and we're able to to explain what our business is what are we looking to do with our business you know if there are any goals that we're trying to meet in our business and they actually give us ideas on how to how to push us so they're the I would say they're the coaches on the sidelines that's pushing us to reach, you know, get that touchdown every month. And so we have different initiatives that are going on in that group. But yes, they actually sit down with us, figure out what our goals are, um, what is it that we're trying to do. And they have different initiatives that are going on too. Like for instance, they're helping us write our own book. And it's for those people who want to. So those are the type of things that they work with us on, but they're opening up actual opportunities for us to be able to market our business, to be able to think outside the box creatively, to get us out there and to realize that we can do more for our business and for the people that we're helping um, just by the ideas that they give us. So those are my three coaches.
0: Mm, that's awesome thanks for sharing that yes I totally believe in coaching and having people to help you get to the next level and that ties Mm -hmm. back into we don't have to do it all by ourselves so yes thanks again (laughs) yes okay so Tanya do you feel it's easier harder or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why
1: oh my goodness (laughs) you know what I hope I don't rattle anybody's feathers. (laughs) I would say part of me says yes. And I'm probably getting this from my corporate background because I know being in corporate America, you know, as women and especially as a woman of color, I've had to be the best I've had to, you know, always be on my game, had to be two steps ahead, you know, just killing it just to see, you know, a change or be able to get a promotion. Where some of my male counterparts, it seemed like it just came easy for them. So, yes, I see that there. And then in entrepreneurship, I still see some of that mentality just from some of the people that I've been around as entrepreneurs. One of the differences, I would say, you know, just in the group I just spoke of is all women and we're working with each other, we're helping each other. And it's so different because I haven't seen that in a long time, if ever, where it's a group of ladies, you know, even in the coaching group, we are cheering each other on, we're helping each other. If we say we have something going on, then we are participating with that other lady entrepreneur. So I do still see that. And I think that the more we continue to help each other, we'll start dispelling some of that. But I think, yes, we truly are having to be, are feeling that we have to be the absolute best as a lady entrepreneur.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. I do agree with you that it can be harder. And then sometimes that may be in our own mind, as opposed to, yeah, the situation or because of our past. And I do agree that as I've entered into the entrepreneur world, I do see this world of women that are holding hands. And in my past, I didn't really know that that existed. So it is a, you know, depending on what circles you get into, you can answer this question different ways. So correct. Thank you. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Tanya, do you have
1: any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Yes, I would say, look, for all of us, I know that we are heavily on market on social media. A lot, I would say, at night, before you go to bed, Begin to plan out what it is that you want to accomplish for the next day. Whether that's, you know, your social media postings, plan that out. Do some, if you can do some of the work at night for the next day, do it. There are a a lot of different tools out there where that will actually help you. And then I used to do this before, before I started my own business, I would always sit down and figure out my calendar. So every, you know, before I would leave from work, I would look at my calendar, look at what I accomplished today. I would actually, for leaders, I would actually put every single thing in my calendar so that my time was accounted for. And so I would look to see, okay, what is it that I have to do tomorrow? And what is it that I didn't finish accomplishing today? Okay, I need to put that, you know, where do I fit that in? And that helped me to work a lot smarter. Also, as a leader, we get pulled in different directions all day long. So there. You need to take out time, figure out when that time is. Is it in the morning time when you first get ready, uh, started working, or is it during lunchtime, the middle of the day, or the end of the day? You need to be able to sit down and focus on, it may be something strategic that you're working on, that you don't have any distractions. And you need to also put that in your calendar. So you need to plan, I would say every day, Plan out what it is that you are going to accomplish the day before. Make sure that's in your calendar and you account for that time so that the next day, that time doesn't begin to get away from you. That's one of the things that truly helped me out and began to help me to work a lot smarter and not harder.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And that's one of my favorite quotes (laughs) that I got from my first manager in corporate America. He said, work smarter, not harder. And I carry that with me everywhere I go. Because I mean, why, you know, you say you don't like, and when you think about it, no one wants to work harder, but people do day in and day out, you know? So (laughs) that is like some great advice. Thank you for that. Okay. So Tanya, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned?
1: Um, I would say, oh, let's see. I would say I have millennials coming to me and telling me, don't know me only from social media and telling me what an inspiration I am some actually joining my team and what I do. And that to me, that's a blessing because I think sometimes we're putting a lot of messages out there. And for every day when I get a message on a, that, you know, you were inspiration to me, I was in a tough spot and what you said really resonated with me, that's a blessing to me because I see that I'm impacting somebody else's life. And then, as well, for the individuals who say, you know, I want to come and I want to work with you. And, you know, I've, I'm seeing what you're doing and seeing what you're doing in the community. And I like what you're about. And so I want to come and work with you. That's a blessing to me. I've had one young lady, I will tell you, the end of last year, she contacted me. And she's in the same business that I'm in. And so she had been following me on Instagram and she called me. She said, you know, Miss Tanya, I I prayed about this. And, you know, the Lord told me to call you. We had a good conversation. She's a millennial. And she said, I want to work with you. I want to work with you, and I like what you're about. God is really blessing you. All this, like she was speaking life into me. (laughs) So fast forward to today, she's actually, next month, she'll actually be joining my team, and she's just a lovely person. So, I mean, that was really a blessing unto my ears and my heart and my spirit because All I try to do every day is inspire and then also share my experiences with people because, you know, here's what I've learned. And she's not the only person, but here's what I've learned. If we don't begin to share our experiences with other people, be unafraid. Take the fear apart off of it. I've been through a lot of stuff. I've been divorced for almost 15 years. You know, I can, you know, coach people and give them advice about, you know, going through a divorce and relationships and all that. Share your experiences because you never know. You never know who's following you. You never know who's who's truly listening to you. You don't know what they're actually... Actually dealing with. And so when we share, begin to share our experiences with other people, people we don't know, you know, on social media, out in the public, you never know who you're touching and you get people who you have spoke a word and they needed to hear that today. Or you went through an experience that they're experiencing right now and they know, hey, I'll be able to get through this because, you know what, Tanya got through this. She's doing just fine. So those are the things that I would say when somebody comes up to me and they're able to let me know, you know, how they found me, you know, what word actually resonated with them, how I inspire them, that to me is a blessing because unless they say anything, I wouldn't have a clue. And it just makes me feel good that I'm able to impact other people in their daily lives.
0: Okay, thanks for that. Yes, I totally agree with you. We do, having people let us know where we touch their lives and that we touch their lives is like, who, me, what, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, so that is awesome. Thanks for sharing. Okay, so Tanya, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life?
1: Let's see here. I would say a true leader knows their worth. A true leader knows, and not trying to be spiritual on everybody or religious on everybody, a true leader knows that God wants more for them, really probably more than they probably want for themselves. And what I've learned, like I said, one of my directors before really explained to me, you know, what a leader is versus a manager. And so, you know, that was one of my biggest takeaways is to be able, you know, if I'm going to lead a group of people, then I need to be down in the trenches, leading where they can follow, making a path for them, clearing the path so that they can move forward. To me, that's a true leader. And then as well, remember, we can't do everything by ourselves. And a true leader recognizes when he or she needs help. And so with that, get a coach. You might get one coach, you might need two or three, but get a coach and a mentor because the coaches and the mentors have been where you are And they've surpassed that. So you definitely want to coach your mentor who's already been in the game, right? Who is a leader, who is a business person, a successful entrepreneur, and they can take you, they can open up your path so they can clear your path and coach you on how best to get down that path. Those are the biggest takeaways for me for anyone else looking to be successful as an entrepreneur and also a leader.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. I like that. Uh, you said a few things, know your worth, clear the path, clear the path for others and get a coach so that someone can clear the path for you.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. That That's great advice. I mean, and it, it all makes sense, but sometimes when you're knee deep in it, you don't see, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees or you don't see the the bigger picture, but that is truly, you know, the essence of the bigger picture. So thanks for that. You're okay. Welcome.
1: So you made it to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is wonderful, Nicole. I'm so glad to be able to speak with you on a podcast. And it I know I looked at the time like, it didn't feel like it's been 30 minutes already.
0: <laughs> yes, and it goes by <laughs> fast. Yes. Yes. yes, it does. Okay, so I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and ventures that they would
1: benefit from knowing about? Sure. So I would say you can definitely follow me on, I'm heavy on Instagram. I'm now on Facebook too, but heavy on Instagram. It is credit, the number four success. Same thing on Facebook, Facebook forward slash credit, the number four success. But then again, if you want to be my friend on Facebook, definitely my name is Tanya, T-A-N-I-A, N as in Nancy Johnson. So here are the things that are coming up and will be ongoing. We will continue to have webinars on what we do for credit repair and also the business opportunity along with that. As well, we uh, will have ongoing, every month, we're, I'm actually working with a team of realtors and it is, it's called the first time home buying panel. And this again, just be on the lookout on Facebook and also on Instagram. We, I will be hosting and hosting these panels and it's really for the realtors to get out there and be able to explain for first time home buyers exactly what it is that they need to know and need to do in order to get ready to buy a home. And the reason why I put that, just to let you know, the reason, I put that together is because I have a lot of clients who are, you know, fixing their credit, real repairing their credit because they actually want to move into a home. So I want to have a partnership, but this will be ongoing every month. So be on a, the lookout for that. We will continue to post that on social media. So you know how to actually join that. And if any of the, the opportunities repair fix it repairing your credit or the first time home buying panel if you don't need that hey share it share it with someone that you know actually needs to be there and listen in and so we can help them out
0: okay all right thank you thank you tanya for sharing and thank you for being on she leads podcast thank you so much nicole you're welcome I really enjoyed this interview with Tanya. I love Tanya's positive vibes and encouraging spirit. According to Tanya, replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts aids us in the battle of mind over matter. Positive thoughts change the direction of our mind, allowing us to perceive adversity as opportunities as opposed to misfortune. A quote by Lord Bryan reads, Adversity is the first path to truth, meaning unfavorable circumstances lead to a better understanding because we are forced to face reality. I admire how Tanya has not one, not two, but three coaches to help propel her forward successfully. I agree with Tanya on the importance of having someone lead, encourage, and advise you both personally and professionally coaches are here to guide and motivate us which expedites the process while providing the confidence needed to keep going successful leaders understand that coaching is a necessity as doing it alone makes life so much more complex i can relate to tanya's experience in corporate america having to overcompensate to affect change and be recognized. Unfortunately, women of color in corporate America are often overlooked, overworked, and underpaid. Luckily, we are in transition, ladies. We have created a space for ourselves where we embrace, empower, encourage, and collaborate with one another for the common goal of us all winning. As Tanya stated, women are working with each other and helping each other out. Let's keep up the good work, ladies. We're doing it.
1: Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week.
0: Tanya mentioned a saying I first heard in corporate America 11 years ago. Which has resonated with me until this day. Work smarter, not harder. My takeaway for this week is to work smarter, not harder. Small changes yield big results and begin with planning and prioritizing. There are many ways to achieve results, some more difficult and laborious than others. When we work smarter, we decide to use the strategies, technologies, and tools available to find better ways of achieving our goal. Yes, I understand this concept, yet I find myself working harder instead of smarter at times. Moving forward, I will make it my business to work smarter, not harder.
1: And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the
0: Week. We wanna hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with Tanya Johnson. What did you learn? What did you agree with? What did you like? Or you can tell us what you did not like, what you do not agree with, or what you think should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads Podcast and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for Genius is Common t-shirt.
1: Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.